I interrupted, I don't know if I can a, hear. I interrupted a serious conversation. I don't think so. <laughs> I can't hear you, Jeff. Yeah, you got no audio. <laughs> Either he's telling us to hold on a minute, or he wants to stinger, stick a finger up your butt. I don't know which. I'm sort of intrigued either way. A little both, I think, is what he said. A little both, yeah. Some of column um, A, some of column B. A. Theme song! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is the main event of the evening. Please welcome your host for today. Jason is here. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. And Troy is here. Hey, I call them like I see them, all right? Uh, look at it this way. It's the first thing we've done together as a team. I grab my dick, you grab your dick, you work my arm, I work your arm. Same time. Same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks anyway. I'm touching my own dick. You're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for The Rundown. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Rundown Wrestling Podcast, an intentionally offensive wrestling podcast. This is episode 361, and we start with a little bit of house cleaning, because The Rundown Wrestling Podcast... Why, how are you laughing already? I haven't said anything funny. <laughs> Good. All right. Uh, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast has come to an agreement on the release of Raccoon Reigns, uh, as well as Kogo Sean, but it turns out he's been dead for three years. Uh, we also have fired Josh officially now. Uh, we were waiting for his wedding date, but we figured that that was never going to happen, so we decided, ah, eh, fuck it, he's gone. As a parting gift, we got him a Vespa. Yeah, but we have, but uh, we we use the thirteen dollars and twenty seven cents that uh, we're going to save on those contracts by bringing in Jeff. And of course, hey. this week it is me, Troy. Jason's here, and Jeff is back for a second week. We didn't scare him away, so welcome, boys. Hey, what's up? I'm glad to be back. All right, and we have a. I'm just here because I'm contractually obligated. That's true, you are. Mm. But don't worry, because this week, The Rundown has a sponsor. That's right, this week's episode of The Rundown is brought to you by DDP Podcast Yoga. You've heard of DDP Yoga, now try the new program by WCW legend and Sarah Take a Stalker, Diamond Dallas Page. Page takes you to the limit as he tries to get you in podcasting shape. Try the podcast workout that Rince Rooster calls a giant penis slowly being inserted right into Uranus. All the former WWE washouts that now, <laughs> that now have podcasts are raving about DDP Podcast Yoga. Sean Waltman said, it'll tear you a new asshole. So try DDP Podcast Yoga for free for 30 days when you use promo code Nitromania Hiatus. DDP Podcast Yoga, <laughs> it'll get you into podcasting shape. <laughs> and we go from that into a little segment we like to call... The Perfect Ten! A ten! A tan! A fucking tan! All right, speaking of some house cleaning, this week, Neville was moved to the WWE alumni section as he has been officially released from his WWE contract, and word on the street is he has no restrictions 
So expect him to show up this weekend. Should, well, is is something happening at APW with me and Adam? Yeah, yeah. You All could very right. well go there. Sweet. Uh, so, yeah, um, I know that there was there was some word that uh, Neville was down in Pittsburgh doing uh, doing a physical. Uh, some people read into that that he was maybe coming back. Nope, they actually do exit physicals for any of their talent that are released in case that there's anything on there that they need to actually pay for. And then they can also turn around and say, ah, oh, well, you got hurt on the indies, not by us. So, uh, so yeah, so it looks like uh, Neville, uh, maybe yet again Pac, maybe um, Arnold Neville Longbottom, I don't know. Whatever he's going to show up on the on the indies, yeah, we, we probably figure he's probably going to show up at All In. Um, so what is your... Uh, Jason, what's your favorite memory of Neville? And don't say the time that his balls popped out because that one's mine. <laughs> and I, I guess I can't take the time he broke his shit on a baseball slide either, right? Um, no, look, I, I actually like Neville. I, I loved, I followed him through NXT, all the way up to the main roster. The thing I have to say is it, the thing that sort of set him apart in my mind was the way he really embraced the heel character and ran with it, and sort of showed that. He's not just this great in-ring performer. He can actually be a great character performer as well. Um, it was top-notch work he did after his heel turn on 205. Uh, I think, to me, that's the biggest uh, thing that sets him apart is, uh, what the fuck happened here? Why couldn't we make this work uh, in terms of WWE? Uh, you mentioned All In. If I am Ring of Honor, I am saying Neville wins that, that battle royal they have. And Neville faces Jay Lethal, and Neville wins the Ring of Honor title right off the bat. There's your fucking headline grabber. There's your giant thing. There's your guy that can sort of be the headline of Ring of Honor. Uh, to me, that's exactly what you do. That's exactly the opportunity to do it. Uh, get him under contract and roll with it. All right. And, Jeff, what do you what do you think the future holds for uh, for Mr. Neville? Yeah, exactly. I think he's in a very successful indie career. Um He's he'll he'll blend in well with everybody there. He's wrestled a lot of people in the NDC scene already. Um, I mean that's where he started. That's where he gained his you know initial fame, if you will. And uh, I mean in terms of when he was in WWE, he was amazing there, winning the NXT Championship. Right? Yeah, he won the NXT Championship, mm-hmm. and then uh, the uh, the heel work he did and on 205 Live was just phenomenal. Even like changing his finisher because the red arrow was such a face finisher the crowd loved it changing it to like the rings of saturn was brilliant and i think no matter what he does on the indies he's just gonna have he's gonna have great success and the only thing that really disappoints me is we never got to see the cedric alexander neville match because i think that would have been awesome yeah. yeah yeah well there's there's a lot of them i mean we, we wanted to see daniel bryan take on neville as well once bryan got cleared uh, yeah, but back then we didn't think yeah. Brian would ever get cleared. So, yeah, exactly. Mm, and we really wanted to see that Enzo versus no. <laughs> well, it could still happen. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. That's right. Uh, heading into Raw this week, uh, a very interesting story popped up where uh, Jason Sensation. Now, if you no, are no relation, of- by the way. Yes, no, no relation because people uh, in America who share the first same first name are not related. Uh, hence the fact I'm not related to piece of shit Troy Aikman. So Jason Sensation, if you remember back in the Attitude Era days, and if you are a fan of uh, the Attitude Era podcast, 
stop listening, that guy won't return our calls. But also, um, Jason Sensation was in two different segments, one where he impersonated, well, a couple of segments, I should say, where he impersonated Owen Hart uh, to great to great success, as well as Shawn Michaels. So Mr. Sensation uh, sent out a tweet saying that uh, he was at Raw in Canada, and he got his gun through security, and he was going to kill himself live on TV. Which instantly prompted Troy to go, do it, do it, you won't do it, yeah. pussy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there might there might have been me. Uh, it, it let me let me tell you, it popped the ratings for me because I definitely tuned in and then because I was like <laughs> I was like if he doesn't do it, I'm gonna fucking drive to Toronto myself and do it myself. All right. I, um, I mean, but, to be fair, how many people watching this shitty raw product haven't wanted to blow their fucking brains out? So how many how many people have blown their brains <laughs> out and the, the cameras missed it? <laughs> uh, so, anyways, <laughs> in all seriousness. Uh, other than angering uh, fired rundown host Josh, uh, it also caught the ire <laughs> of a lot of fans as well as Vince Russo. Vince reached out to to Jason Sensation. Sensation deleted the tweet and said, "Hey, it was uh, uh, what he considers a joke, because that's definitely mm-hmm. something that you should say when you're in a crowded fucking uh, <laughs> arena." Wait, 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 wait a second. So a now, you, now you're opposed to joking about suicide, Troy? Didn't say that, now did I? I was opposed to him saying he had a gun when he was surrounded by a bunch of different people. There's a difference. Oh, that's where you draw the line. Okay. Mm-hmm. If he would, if he showed up at Raw, and the camera panned him, and they're just like, "You remember this guy?" Because we don't, but he apparently says we should. And he was just like, so, ah, 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 and blew his brains out. I would be like, dude, get a gif of that now. We so, need that. So here's <laughs> the line, which is a great visual thing on a podcast. It's, but look, here's look, the look, line. It, it constantly moves, so don't don't like, put it in stone, su- all right? Suicide over here, dead ladies on Vespas over here, that stuff's all cool. <laughs> joking about killing yourself in a crowd too far. Oh, joking about having a gun in a crowd. Oh, okay. If he was like, I'm it, in a crowd. It, it was fucking I've Toronto. Got... I'm sure 40, 45 people had guns in that crowd. If he said, I snuck my cyanide pills in and I'm going to kill myself, I'd be like, ha, that's funny, man. <laughs> But no, he didn't. <laughs> Said he had a gun in a crowded arena. <laughs> yeah, I was just. People say uh, I'm going to kill myself all the time as a joke, but to be like like that specific about it, it's like that makes it funnier. I, say I, it just I got my gun past security, and I'm going to shoot myself on live TV. It just was. It's just like it, it, it turns. I guess I don't know. It was. Not even that funny for a joke, I guess. I don't know. Well, it's sort of like when Troy talks. It's sort of like when Troy talks. I have to fucking look up It's sort of like when Troy talks about wanting to hate fuck all the divas. Um, I don't know that I've ever actually used the term hate fuck seriously. I think it only came from that guy claiming that I wanted to hate fuck all the chicks. He clearly got some insight into you, Troy. I'm just saying. That's true. Yeah. That would be like him going like. I'm, I'm at Becky Lynch's house, and I got past her guard dogs with my my dildos and <laughs> snuck in there, and I'm gonna fucking shove them in her now. <laughs> See now that he's already laughing at that, so See, that's clearly, that's funny. clearly first the all, more detail you add, the funnier it becomes. First of all, nobody gets hurt other than the dogs I had to use the dildos on, apparently. <laughs> but <laughs> that's that's in that's the enclosed pool thing. area. That's right. Plus, like. 
saying I got my gun pass security in Canada, that's not a, an accomplishment. You could literally walk up to be like, I got a gun, eh? And they'd be like, hey, just don't use it, eh? Okay, go ahead and go inside. Have a good <laughs> and that's night. it. That's all you got to do. <laughs> that was, a, that was a, a Canadian accent, in case you're wondering. 13 years of Juilliard. Wow. Oh. <laughs> I feel like I need to insert the Beaver song right here. but Yeah, there you go. Uh, and you're welcome to insert anything you want into your beaver while you're on air. Just make sure that you pan the camera down so we can see it. <laughs> so that was uh, it. It's that, funny. I had no, I had no idea who Jason's sensation was. I thought it was just some weird nickname you guys gave Jason. Well, it will we be give have a lot of different nicknames. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. I forget that you were born in like 1998, so you might not remember the Attitude Era. <laughs> there used to be a podcast on the network that would help you catch up with that yeah there used to be (laughs) (laughs) well he would at least he would he would he would mention it but you still wouldn't quite know who it was um it it was just some dude who was a wannabe wrestler and didn't make it that far and but but because he was able to do some impressions of guys he made it to fucking wwe yeah, well, so did Zach Gowan. So, <laughs> oh. I still and, maintain. Uh, I still maintain he should be entered into the Royal Rumble because he could never lose. Jason. <laughs> no, Zach Gowan. <laughs> oh, no, Zach Gowan. Zach Gowan. <laughs> Both feet do have to hit the floor. That's, oh, true. that's true. Yeah. Well, it depends because if he goes out there with with the prosthetic one, then all someone has to do is throw one of that legs off, and then maybe break the other one off. He could still be physically in the ring. Just both of his legs might be on the outside. <clears throat> and <laughs> speaking of one-legged kid, kids that get their asses kicked, um, we have another topic because uh, recently <laughs> super fan from NXT, Izzy, who does have both of her legs, this was a Zach Gowan joke, not an Izzy joke, um, who apparently has been training with a, a child molester, <laughs> was <laughs> had, had, a, had her now, first Was that a shoot child molester or a work child molester? Uh, both, I believe. Uh, but for sure, shoot. Um, <laughs> like, is that legit, like, criminal charges have been pressed, or are you just saying that because he's training with a 13-year-old girl? No, it's Jason Rance. Oh, okay. I'm not familiar. You know, who Chase, you know who Jason Rance is? Nope. Jason Rance is a registered sex offender. Okay. And he was uh, he was going to be... Okay, hold on, hold uh, on, hold on. But you're painting okay. a very broad brush with that, because I know, for example, in certain places... You can be registered as a sex offender for taking a, getting caught taking a piss outside. That's true. That's true. Uh, let me go ahead and... It does um, not automatically make you a molester. I'm just saying, allow me to play devil's advocate for all the molesters out there, I guess. But that is... a good stance to take. I know, right? It's a very popular one, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I expect a lot of hate mail next week's episode. But... And maybe he is. Maybe he is a Chester. I don't know. I'm just saying. There's there are non-rapey things that you can be have to become a registered sex offender for. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I wouldn't <laughs> want to sell you the good name as a registered sex offender. But <laughs> it's a prestigious list. That's true. Um. So. We'll put a pin on that while I try to figure out why uh, he's a registered sex offender. (laughs) But anyways, so Izzy, the super fan, uh, if you remember during her run um, in NXT, was just a run. 
<laughs> let's, let's use a different phrase. Her, All right. Her on-camera right. appearances, maybe. Yeah. Her her 15 minutes of fame, she was she was a fan, and they even brought her into the storyline kind of thing where Sasha Banks made her cry. Um, yeah, so anyway, so she, she's she been working with um, Punk Pro Wrestling, not to be confused with Fuck CM Punk. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, punk so... Punk Pro Wrestling. Yeah, there you go. Uh, anyway, so look them up on Twitter at Forced Anal. Is there a fucking Twitter for at Forced Anal? Now I'm checking. Hold on. I don't know. Uh, so uh, yes, you Chase, do. Chase and Rance was found guilty of right, so, lewd, lascivious, battery, sex with a victim, twelve to fifteen years of age. Okay, I reason mm. so probably so, not just taking a piss outside. So so he is a kid toucher. Anyways, speaking of kid touchers, so Izzy was entered into a match on the independent circuit for for Foxy and Punk Pro Wrestling, where she proceeded to take a few bumps. Uh, she got choke slammed during the match, um, and of course, you at four anal is available. There is a oh wait, hold on, get right on there. I'm blacklisted oh, from Twitter. Nope, sorry, so. the account is suspended. So there was an account, but it got suspended. I can't. I don't know why. <laughs> That might have been one of my accounts. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of them. Anyways, are you, are you uh, cleared yet? Can you can you resume your your Twitter world? I haven't tried, so maybe I'll maybe I'll try for another forced anal. Time traveling Adam needs to reappear. There you go. Anyways, uh, because we are talking about a serious issue here. <laughs> oh, we are. Um, yeah. So Izzy won won the internet championship, uh, but yeah, the the more the, the, child the bigger station. Uh, story is probably not the right spot for the four anal jokes. Got it. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, the bigger issue, of course, here is the fact that she is a 12-year-old girl. And, um, you know, this this kind of got brought up before when I think it was uh, the Young Bucks super kicked like a 15-year-old kid in the face or, or something along those lines. But um, are, are we okay with there being such young people entered into wrestling um, you know, being being trained when they're ten years old to twelve years old, like, working I, shows where they're getting choke slammed and power bombed and potentially injured. Well, I've watched a fucking video on YouTube of some dad beating the shit out of his kid with wrestling moves on a bed. So you know, not the same thing. That kid didn't even get a uh, payday. Not not the same thing at all. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm going to move. What about away the guy who's J- doing suplexes into the pool and shit with his kids? So I'm going to move away from Jason. And I'm going to ask Jeff, what are you fuck? okay? I got, I've got stuff to contribute on this topic, motherfucker. You have bullshit to, con- to contribute on this topic. <laughs> what about, did you Did you ever see the Kenny Omega? There's like a nine-year-old girl he had a full match with in New Japan. That's that's what I'm talking about here. Are we okay with I that? I told you I was on board. You tried to gloss. Fucking you. Go to Jeff then. All right. All right. <laughs> um, it's, it's like weird. I, I think it's cool that she's training. Um. But she probably should. I don't know if she should be wrestling at a show and taking chokeslam bumps. Maybe I don't know. Because what if she did get injured, right? Like I know she didn't at all. But what if she did? How big would the outcry be? The outcry would be crazy. And uh, I mean, and a nine-year-old girl could actually wrestle. Do you see this girl's kicks? They were terrible. Oh yeah, <laughs> they were horrible. They were like she was touching her with her legs, mm-hmm. and the guy was try- had to In sell it. In the context of the rest of this story, we need no. <laughs> No, phrasing, phrasing, Jeff. Come on. No. <laughs> Here's the thing, no. Here's I don't what, see 
I don't see any problem <laughs> with with using the term touching when we're talking about kids in the ring, okay? <laughs> Here's the biggest problem I have with this. I shouldn't say that. You're right. Probably the child molester training a 12-year-old girl is the biggest part of the prob- story you have a problem with. That mm-hmm. said, however, <laughs> comma, what the fuck does it say about fuck CM Punk Wrestling that the biggest name they can get to sell tickets is fucking Izzy? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, there are some names down in. You could have, you know, who's in Florida who you could have legal that would pop ticket sales for you down there? Trina fucking Michaels. She would do that shit, and she'll probably be down for whatever touching you're interested in. That's true. That's true. Yeah, but you can't <clears throat> pay her in, in lollipops and candy. But fucking like, <laughs> I would love to see that booking meeting. Like, all right, Jason, what the fuck are we gonna do? We gotta, we gotta, we gotta pop the house this month. Um, shit, who can we bring in? What's, a, God, who's the fucking hot thing on the indies right now? Um, that Nicholas kid. Yeah, I wonder what he's. <laughs> no, 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 can't do that. Can't. He's he's booked. Um, we have the kid touches apprentice. Let's, <laughs> Vir, I hear Virgil's available, but uh, no, 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 he's too lonely. Um, shit, who else can we get? I, you know, fuck it. I know who'll sell the house. Fucking Izzy. That's that's the way this went. And and everybody's like, yeah, yeah, that's fucking great idea. Right? Do you think all the boys went up to Izzy and said thanks for the house? <laughs> so, like, so, this is so the, this is the part of the story that fucking amazes me. Yeah. By the way, Eventually. speaking of Virgil, he's in the uh, over budget battle royal at All In. So. Nice. Um. Eventually, you're going to redo the intro uh, because I hate the line you chose for me. But I want you to isolate two well, different you can things. Fucking redo it yourself, asshole. <laughs> All right, I want you to isolate two different things that you just said there. One was "fuck Izzy," and the other was. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and not do that. And then the other was "all the boys," and so and then just put that in front of the, the first thing I asked you to isolate, and that's gonna be your line: "all the boys, fuck Izzy." All right. <laughs> Wait, so you go there and I'm the fucking weird one? I didn't say I wasn't. <laughs> There's a big difference, all right? I I admit my faults, all right? I'm not contributing anything, so I you're not Jason, you're not contributing. I got to go to fucking Jeff. Oh, by the way, all the boys fuck Izzy. <laughs> fuck you. I thought it was funny. <laughs> I didn't say it wasn't funny. All right, well, there you go. Uh anyway, yeah, so glass we... houses, my man. Glass houses, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I think I think the biggest thing with this is the fact that uh, anytime that you have an independent promotion, you have an extra added risk of of injury because um, generally uh, there are certain independent promotions, obviously, that are incredibly safe. ROH, you know, PWG and uh, New Japan, things like that. Well, maybe I shouldn't include New Japan in there; they just paralyze two different dudes. Uh, <laughs> but a, a thing like punk pro wrestling which definitely sounds like something that should be in our indie date section uh definitely not one that i would say is is probably making sure that they that they book the correct person to be against somebody that should be definitely handled with uh with kid gloves sure all right Uh, Uh, (laughs) Uh, so so we're just not doing phrasing at all anymore no we're not okay no we have we haven't for a while but yeah but then, uh, but then again, I think about it. 
the WWE allowed Brock Lesnar to take, what was he, 17 at that time? Zach Gowan? And beat the ever-loving piss out of him in front of his mother. So, yeah, that that was still something that happens. That was fucking was wild. Going back on that, he fucking destroyed that kid. Yeah. Yeah, he... he Throwing his only good leg into the ring post with F5s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just mean. Mm-hmm. It was, but... That's entertainment. <laughs> I almost wish and, he threw him up the entrance ramp like he did the briefcase. Oh, that would have been amazing. Just, like, propelling him. Or into the crowd <laughs> like the car door. <laughs> <laughs> and then he could have, like, crowd surfed all the way back. It would have been a fucking thing. There's still time if if they ever bring Nicholas back. He could just F5 him up into the rafters where, you know, Owen Hart's lives. <laughs> So, anyways. Uh, well, no, you can't do that because you're going to injure Nicholas before his big match with Izzy at Punk Pro Wrestling next there month. There you go. There you go. <laughs> how, soon, how soon before, like, Shane brings one of his fucking kids in there and they, oh, you know what? Hell in a cell. We're going to see uh, Wendy, AJ Styles' daughter, do a fucking swanton off the top of the, <laughs> of the cell. No, Wendy's the one. No, we'll see King Maxwell. Wait. King Maxwell do the swanton. Wendy's the wife? I thought yeah. Wendy was Because his... no. he says, Wendy, I'm going to be your daddy. I thought Wendy was his daughter. No, Wendy's the wife. Oh. I think it was more of a who's your daddy kind of thing. Oh, okay, I got you. All right, I understand what's going on now. Anyways, speaking of entertaining, Kevin Owens had a, a fantastic match on Raw uh, where he took on Seth Rollins and said that he wasn't... Uh, Annie is he was... the daughter, by the way. Annie, Okay. Oh, that's right. He named all of his kids with A's. I think. I think they're all they're all like like A something. I don't know. It doesn't matter. He's got like sixteen of them because he's like a Mormon or something like that. <laughs> Anyways, so Kevin Owens, <laughs> Kevin Owens uh, uh, answered the open call or the open challenge by Seth and put on a fantastic match. Wound up eventually losing cleanly, but uh, Abby, the big news: AJ, Annie, and Avery. See, I told you, they're all A's. They're all assholes. But he actually uh, named one of them AJ, which is kind of funny. Yeah. AJ, AY. Anyways. <laughs> Kevin Owens then, then sat in the ring for about five minutes, threw a commercial break, and when they came back, he said, I quit. And he batiste his way out of there. So, uh, is Kevin Owens going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy 3? And if not, what is his role going to be when he comes back to well, the WWE? I hear they're looking for a director, so... There you go. Um, they, they did move him to the alumni section, which was a nice That's touch. Not, yeah. If they really, really, <laughs> really... They? If they really yeah. want to get fucking heat on this angle, and they won't, they should let him appear at All In. That would be the fucking best. Ah. Uh. That would be great. Don't have to do anything. Just come out. They'll be all. They'll be all for it because it'll be a huge pop for their show. They'll get a ton of press. Yeah, WWE will get a ton of press when when he returns. That's that's what I would do. There was we had the same kind of talk when uh, when Foxy and Punk quit. They not really quit, but fake quit with the belt. I was like, oh, he's going to show up for an ROH, and obviously TNA did it with uh, with AJ Styles when he quote-unquote quit and was defending the, the the championship on different shows and things like that. Um, yeah, it would be lovely if they actually did something like that. To, well, when Cody know. comes back with the NWA championship on Raw, 
Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> but he didn't actually ever quit. So who? Um, huh? Who didn't quit? Cody. Oh, he Cody. still works there. Yeah, he still works there. Yeah, yeah, he still works there. <laughs> still cashing them jerks. <laughs> WWE Illuminati. We're like two, two, twenty minutes into this episode, and I'm already just like, what are we doing? She's like, <laughs> fuck, Jason. Yeah. Man. Why couldn't you be fucking sick this week? I know, right? God. This would have been a, been a been a lovely sit down conversation with Jeff, and instead it just turned into you. Well, I can, How can fucking check out, but I got the recorder running, so fuck you. Oh, uh, okay, sure. I got my recorder running too. Oh. Yeah, well, fuck, I'm out then. You edit. See you later. All right. See you next week. <laughs> all right, Jeff. <laughs> oh, all right. all right. Kevin Owens, yeah. Great match. Uh, the moonsault was awesome. I wasn't expecting that. Showing It was showing he really was willing to go all out to win the match. It was good. A really good match. His promos, of course, are great as usual. Um, he genuinely looked super emotional in the ring when he said, I quit. Or he, yeah, he, he looked emotional. He, he His facials were great. Um, I don't know what the plan is, but when he comes back, he needs to be like... Jacked! Kind of like... <laughs> Like Dean wow, Ambrose. That would be that would be fun. Vascular. <laughs> <laughs> See, he has listened to the old episodes. That's right. I have. <laughs> I have. That was a bad impression, though. That was a really fucking bad impression. That was a bad That's impression good. of um, my bad impression. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sounded like Bane and Batman mixed together. Um, but well, uh, yeah, no. I, 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 I hope he's not off TV for like too bad long. Dad, but... <laughs> I mean, I. I I mean, I love Kevin Owens, but I think that that character has needed a refresh. Um, you know, after after he had so, so many good runs with title belts um, and and did so good in his first couple of years with WWE, he's just been kind of thrown around as as you know uh, Braun Strowman's fucking chew toy, and he, he's just he hasn't really been utilized the way that we've been wanting him to. So, so yeah, so see, if he comes back and and see either he's Wyatt, a face Bray. or something, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it's definitely somebody who needs a refresh, and and I'm hoping that when he does come back, that uh, that we do you know see a little bit of a change in him and and start to be able to actually give him a push. Um, I would love it if they hold him off TV until Sammy's ready to come back, and then he he Sammy and and maybe another person could form a, a faction together and kind of go out there, or, or you know, or maybe have him be a face and Sammy a heel and see how that goes over for a while. Um, but yeah, there's there's definitely different ways that they can go about this. Yeah, no, I, I that I agree with. He he has been kind of floundering a bit, not floundering, but he's been you know not doing much. And he, even going back to like the last interesting angle he had with Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon and Sami Zayn and all that. But he uh, even like like once Sami left, he was just kind of in limbo and just filling in, doing whatever. And he he needs some sort of reboot. Maybe he can come back like. Finn Balor did and win the title right away. Uh-huh. Finn Balor. Finn Balor. Finn Balor. All right. Uh, moving right along. Let's see what we got here. Uh, let's talk about... Let's talk about uh, Braun Strowman while we're talking about him. Uh, so, obviously, uh, you know, the, the biggest... One of the big news coming out of Rob was the fact that... Uh, it seemed as if Braun Strowman did a heel turn as he aligned himself 
uh, with Drew McIntyre and Dirk Zogler. Um, so is this is this more of them just trying to get people to like Roman, or is there actually a good line coming out of here? I hope it's not <clears throat> them just trying to get people to like Roman again. It seems almost like they threw the shield back together and they're like, the people are going to love Roman. You know what we need for him now is a huge heel. I mean, Braun was like, he was probably one of the biggest baby faces they had. And uh, to turn him heel like that was, I, I don't think, I'm not sure this feud needed that. I mean, it's cool to see Braun heal again, you know, because when he was heel against Roman, it was awesome. When he just was like, I'm not finished with you yet. That shit was great. Um, so as long as he says that about 35 times in this feud, I'll be okay. But there you go. I don't... I don't think I don't think it needed it. I don't think it needed him turning heel for this. And it was just so weird at the beginning of the night when he came out and he was all respectful after he got jumped by the shield. It was just like, yeah, you know, we'll meet you in hell in a cell. And let's shake hands. And it was <clears throat> that was weird. And that kind of almost told me that something weird was going to happen at the end of the night. Yeah, I, I agree on that. Um, it did kind of telegraph it there. Jason, what did you think? I, I think it's funny that we're that we're discussing how Braun turned heel because did he really? I mean, he aligned himself with two assholes. Do you think if that's what you're asking? Well, two assholes who also, especially in the case of Drew, get a lot of cheers as it is. But did you hear anybody really like booing him at the end of that show? Because I didn't. Well, I didn't hear anybody boo fucking Becky Lynch, but she was supposed to be, still be a heel at the end of the last episode. So. No, she isn't. Now, now she's not going to be. We'll but. get to that later. Yeah. Well, it was kind of like quiet, right? I guess it was that people were actually genuinely shocked. I don't know. I feel like <clears throat> they are definitely trying to turn him heel. I mean, the, what they had him do was very like dickish. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a good word for it. I like dickish. I don't know why anybody would be surprised, though, watching that match, because have you ever seen a tag team match where one guy doesn't tag in that doesn't end in a heel turn? True. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. And, and I know that uh, I know what 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 Sal was hoping for on this one was uh, a Wyatt family reunion. But you know what? That didn't fucking work the last time we tried it. So. Uh, I'm not sure. Not sure why reuniting the Wyatt family when they didn't fucking win anything ever when they were together was going to propel them on this. And and the whole the whole thought of like, oh well, Braun teaming with people is kind of a portrayal of his character. Well, his character is getting stale. He's just a big fucking guy who says get them hands. And so it it would make sense for him to realize and be like, I do need some backup because I've got three former world champions that are all trying to fucking beat the shit out of me. Well, and to me, the biggest loser in this whole thing is easily uh, Drew McIntyre, because he went from being second banana to Dolph Ziggler to now being the third banana in three monster band behind Braun and uh, Dolph, when this is a guy that should be main event in pay-per-views at this point. Right. We're going to get these hands. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Uh, That's great. Because you know they're they're going to come up with some kind of name for these three. It's going to be terrible. <laughs> what isn't that they come up with lately? Yeah, the what and what connection. 
the band and hand connection. Ooh, there you go. That doesn't really <laughs> encompass uh, Dolph, though. I'm sure he but. likes to use his hands, too. Oh, sure, yeah. We can ask Nikki Bella. <laughs> the mon- monster among lower mid-carters? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, speaking of lower mid-carters, Andrade Cien almost had a match with Daniel Bryan this week. Um, and for once, it appears that Jason doesn't believe that just putting on a good match is helping a guy here. Why do you believe that? Uh, because your your thing ends in a question mark. I was, which Jen, I was which curious Jen. of other people's opinions. Um, <clears throat> to me, getting this guy on TV is great. Um, I'm always for, uh, you know, for proper booking on things because doing a squash match with Andrade is not going to help him that much. Um, but I do believe that if he would have cheated to win, you get to keep Brian, you know, good and. And Andrade gets gets a good good little little bump out of it. So um, maybe that was my kind of only gripe. But the, the match itself was great. Um, you know they but they need to they need to do something with him. They need to put Andrade into a feud that's going to help him. Um, and before I would have said that would be the you know him versus Jeff Hardy for the U.S. Championship. But now you can't really do Andrade versus Shinsuke for the U.S. Championship. So you really can't put him in a title picture. Does Shinsuke still so, work there? I haven't seen him in a while. He's he's there. Okay. Yeah. He's not doing anything, but he's there. Um, see, you fell right into the trap. The answer to this question is yes, it absolutely helped him. 100% helped him. And I'll tell you why. First off, you got Zelina Vega more mic time, which is always great and is absolutely needed to really get this character over, okay? Second of all, you put him... In a match with Daniel Bryan, you said these two are on such a plane that they are competing against each other in a legitimate match. They they don't do that with fucking Kurt Hawkins and Daniel Bryan. Like they, to be in a Daniel Bryan match tells you that you've got a certain degree of credibility. That says like that big to the cast. Crowd. That says <laughs> that to the crowd. They wanted Big Cast to have that credibility. That's why they put him in that fucking match, dude. Um, but. The, the bigger part of this that you're, that people seem to be missing is that they could have very, very fucking easily had Daniel Bryan go over on him. They didn't. They worked a spot where Andrade never tapped out, despite being in that hold for quite a bit, never tapped out, and didn't lose the match. So Daniel Bryan did not beat him. They went toe-to-toe. It was a back-and-forth match. There were a lot of very close near-falls for Andrade, They didn't, but he didn't lose the match. And to me, that's a big, big statement there on how they view him and how they plan on using him going forward. Yeah, that's pretty much what I wrote down here um, when I was doing my notes. I mean, they put him on TV with Daniel Bryan. He had a great match, showed off more of his abilities. He looked like he was on an even playing field with him. It was a competitive match. Um, he didn't lose. Um, but I do agree with the fact that in I mean it was it's great they had him on TV. I'm really happy. But the, in terms of he's kind of in limbo right now. He has no angle. I would like to see him get an angle, obviously going forward. But I, I absolutely think this was great for Almas and Vega. Um, her getting the mic time was great. Uh, him having the great match. His freaking fake spinning back elbow is unbelievably brutal. That thing is awesome. I love that move. Um, and uh, it, it was just, it was 
it was good. It was a good thing for him to be on TV against Daniel Bryan, I think. And it moved the Miz Bryan story forward. Yeah, and there I, you, go. you also planted <clears throat> seeds potentially with with Brie Bella and Selena being involved in something down the road. So you, you and we know in the mini interviews prior to his reinstatement that this is one of the guys that Brian said he wanted to work with. So, you know, I, I don't think this is necessarily the end of this story. Yeah, it's definitely not the end of the story. I guess we'll have to see um, if if they do decide to include Andrade Sinomus with this going forward. Um, it obviously they it, they've they've made it clear that they don't want to blow their load on having Daniel Bryan and the Miz just face off each other in three different times and and see what happens there. So uh, I I like the inclusion of the females for the for the upcoming pay per view here because do. I do of course I do. Have they ever had a triple um, threat mixed tag match? There's always a chance. I mean, this cool. this could be it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So you you're you're able to continue their feud, but have it so it's not a one on one match with the two of them. You know, and and that's something that's kind of rare nowadays because we see it so fucking often where a feud will have guys face each other like 16 times. You know, and so so this is a nice kind of touch touch to it. And yeah, if you want, you can have you know Miz take a back seat for a little bit and have Andrade and almost kind of be his lackey for a little bit, uh, you know, just to see kind of what, what goes on there. But yeah, I think, I think that there definitely still is plans for, um, for El Idola. So, um, El Idolo. <laughs> I don't, I don't speak Mexican. Sorry. All right. So let's, uh, <laughs> speaking I of, I bet plots, you you'd eat Mexican. If... I do. Uh, all right. So speaking of, of, of some, Harry Twats. Uh, Brie Bella is a free agent, <laughs> I guess, because she was on both shows this week, and Brie and Nikki will be facing off against two members of the Riot family next week on Raw. And, of course, Brie is booked on the pay-per-view with Dan O'Brien to face off against Miz and Maurice and got destroyed by Maurice on SmackDown. So uh, our... Does WWE even care about the brand split anymore, or is it just kind of like a, a depends on who you're fucking kind of thing? See, at least if it was Nikki, we could make a, a free agency as a sexually transmitted disease joke, but <laughs> we can't even do that. That's the she bummer. hasn't shown up on SmackDown yet, but still listed as a SmackDown superstar, by the way. Mm. So I guess you can make that joke. Who? Well, yeah, no, I mean, she hasn't. There's no indication that Nikki will be on SmackDown anytime soon. Other than the fact that her she is listed on their website as a SmackDown superstar and was drafted to SmackDown. But hasn't been mean. on SmackDown in a long time. So was fucking Kane. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> it matters enough to them that they have the little fucking logos. You know what would be name. great, though? You know what would be great along these lines? If Finn Balor the man was on Raw and Finn Balor the demon was on SmackDown. I mean that would be fantastic, right? You, you could do you could do like a Joseph Parks kind of thing. I'm saying, yeah. Can you be on the SummerSlam roster? Because that seems like the only time we see the Demon. So, or and John Cena would be on that one too. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm, so I'm pretty I think sure John Cena has already been on that one. <laughs> it, there you go. It was weird seeing Brie Bella two nights in a row, and I think it's also which is, so she's in a Raw tag team match next week, but she's in a SmackDown feud, right? That's what's yep. going on? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. 
that's because we haven't seen her in so long. We need to see more, you know, Brie Bella. Yeah, that's why. She, that's true. That's it. Oh, by the way, I realized. Good. Uh, I was just gonna say I realized my video wasn't on, so you couldn't see my boyish face. And oh. I was. I'm sorry. I I, well, I robbed you. you guys of that. Thank you. We appreciate it. And uh, next so, week he'll be appearing at Fuck CM Punk Wrestling. So, um, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I will say this. For better or worse, and though I may not understand it entirely, uh, Bree still does get huge pops, and it might just be the uh, association with Daniel Bryan that people have with her. I don't know, but she, when she comes out and that music hits, they do go. They do get pretty loud. I would say it's it's... It's largely because of the fact that um, between the two of them, she's less less of a cunt than Nikki Bella is. <laughs> at least, at least perception wise. I disagree with that one hundred percent. By the way, well, as and, as a watcher of Total Bellas, thanks uh, to my wife, I uh, can tell you that I'm pretty sure Bree's the reason that. Was jealous, and I'm pretty sure she's the reason that John Cena and Nikki Bella broke up. Yeah, but I also believe that a lot of people are just—I I know I am for a fact—just sick of the John Cena Nikki Bella shit altogether at this point. And maybe there's a little bit of fatigue on that, but also the why fact do you that hate people finding happiness, Troy? Because they've broken up and gotten back together 27 times, and I think only three of them are legitimate. <laughs> so. That's my problem. Sort of, but like, also, sort of like your children. It's true. Uh, I don't know how I suddenly got a third child, but okay. Uh, <laughs> the, so the <laughs> other thing too is, count. Yeah. yeah. The other thing too is the fact that Nikki has been on WWE TV more, more recently, and I think that some people didn't exactly like her last run. Not to say she's not not still getting pops as well, but I think that there's a little bit of fatigue on her. Just because of, the, of her most recent run with the company, and, and I think that a lot of people are just kind of over the Bellas at this point, I, at least in terms of that. So. I will say this. Was there ever a more disingenuous, cringe-inducing fucking female promo than the Bellas cut on Raw on Monday in that backstage segment? Oh. That shit was just <clears throat> god-awful. Like, if you were a Bellas fan, I can't imagine you coming out of that thinking they were likable in that scenario. Oh god, that yeah. was that was awful. It's another one of those things where selfie, though. Yeah, it's another one of those things where WWE thinks that longevity means that you're actually good, and they're just like, well, uh, Nikki and Nikki Bria have been around for ten good years. Wrestler, she's turned herself into a good wrestler. She just can't act. Well, that's fine, but that's not what they're being booked for at this point. Well, they kind of are. You got to be a good actor. Uh, Natalia's been around forever and they still seem to think that she is decent um, Alicia Fox still has a job somehow you know, oh my god she... did you see some of the shit in that match oh, oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. I will oh, say you this you guys aren't happy that match happened I will say this <laughs> you know who is happy that match happened who's that Natalia yeah because that's one of those scenarios where people then go well that was actually passable as bad as Alicia Fox's. So Natalia's a great worker, and that's where that myth gets fucking propagated. Yeah, yeah. Because let's let's not forget they both suck. So, <laughs> uh, moving on to uh, to more people with vaginas. Uh, Becky Lynch. Oh, I thought, are we has... talking about Saudi Arabia? <laughs> no, oh, no, okay. we're not getting, We're not there yet. 
Okay. Uh, Are we getting Becky? There? No, it's not. It's not on the list. It should be. Yeah. Becky's Becky somehow became the most over person on SmackDown because you know they're actually using her now. Uh, but of course, not really supposed to be the most over person on SmackDown. As the plan, of course, was that the uh, the Irish ass kicker was supposed to be a heel and booed. But instead, uh, WWE doesn't realize that fans actually don't want Charlotte to continue to have fucking 27 title reigns like her her dad. And would rather see somebody like Becky Lynch, who's the Zack Ryder of the women's division on SmackDown, actually be utilized for the talent that she has and, and actually get a title run instead of getting fucked over. <laughs> now, you so. compare her to Zack Ryder there, and let's just... Uh, so Just in terms of fan support. For, but but here's, here's where that's interesting to me. For years and years and years, we heard fucking Zack Ryder, Zack Ryder, Internet Champion, Long Island IZ, great story, put him over, nobody uses him, wasted talent, etc., etc., etc. They fucking use him. They put a title on him in a fairly significant program. And the ratings go way the fuck down. Now, I'm not saying the ratings are entirely based on Zack Ryder, but his segments went down. So... This is what happens, and, and I, I, I draw the equivalent to sort of the Conan O'Brien situation, if people remember. Conan O'Brien took over The Tonight Show, the ratings went down, he, they, they, brought in, they brought Jay Leno back, and then everybody goes, well, they really fucked Conan over. If you were that fucking concerned about Conan, you should have watched the show, the ratings wouldn't have dropped, and he wouldn't have gotten fucking cut. Same fucking thing with Zack Ryder. You want Zack Ryder to be over? Fucking tune in when he's wrestling. Buy his merch. Those are the metrics they fucking measure by. So here's the problem with Becky Lynch. The crowd goes fucking crazy when she comes out some a lot of the times, but they don't buy the Becky Lynch merchandise. The ratings don't significantly increase when Becky Lynch is out there. So they have no fucking reason to push Becky Lynch. Now she's given them a reason. Because now, their fans, sort of by accident, can see her as their choice. Like, you know, the company wants you to be a heel. We don't want you to be a heel. You're ours. We're going to cheer for you, despite because we're going to go against the fucking company. They're not, we're not going to let them shove it down our throats. Which is the dumbest fucking phrase wrestling fans can ever utter. But that's what's happening. It's exactly the phenomenon you're seeing. And it's exactly why Roman Reigns should not turn heel, because it will defeat the entire fucking purpose. Right. Um, when in terms of in terms of uh, Becky, I mean, I think it's just almost like she's the more she's. I I want to give wrestling fans more credit. You're you're probably right in what you said. I want to give them more credit in the sense that it's just it's the more compelling character in the storyline. Like she's, she has a legitimate reason to be angry. She's, Uh, she's the wronged party in this scenario. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And the way she's, her character has been boosted up, has a, has some sort of purpose to her as opposed to just floundering in the mid card. And she wants the title. She's going to take what she wants. And, I want to think that's why the fans are cheering for her. That's why I'm cheering for her, and she's hot and really awesome as a mean person. But um, yeah, she's it's it's a compelling storyline. This Charlotte in this is literally the same Charlotte as a face that she's been 
every other time she's been a face. She's just like, I have the title. Come get it. And it's boring. It's a boring stance for her to take. I think, yeah, I I think it's just Becky's the more compelling person. She's way more compelling. Can I say compelling more? Maybe. You can try. I could. Compelling. There we go. I'm good. I got it out of my system. There you go. You do make a compelling point, though. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. No, no, I think there is definitely an element sort of sort of similar to what we saw with and obviously on a much, much fucking smaller scale, but to what we saw with Stone Cold, where being the nice person didn't fucking attract people. Being the badass is when he got over. And judging by what we've seen since Becky's quote unquote heel turn, um, you know, I think she's fucking getting some of that badass over vibe. Yeah. Right. Um, and I according, think also, to, according to reports that came out today, uh, they've sort of reversed course now, and the plan with her is that they're going to make this a uh, two be- two former best friends who both have valid points, um, sort of both faces in different styles, uh, just fighting with each other. Think of Hogan and the Warrior. Both faces. Both you could make a case that both were right in the, in their feud. And I think that's the, the report is that that's sort of what they're going with with Becky because they've realized that the, the heel turn didn't work. And that's, I think, the right way to go, too, because they both do have legitimate claims to it. Charlotte, obviously, is I've been a champion before. I won the, the match. You had as much chance to win it as I did. Whereas Becky can look at it and go, you came back from getting your titty exploded and, and got instantly put into a title match there when I already earned it myself and should have had a one-on-one match. So... Uh, I think that's, uh, you know, just let the story speak for itself there and don't try to to shove square pegs into round holes. So, speaking right. of shoving things into holes, though, uh, Trish Stratus returned on Raw <laughs> and uh, interrupted Elias as he was trying to do a concert, uh, uh, then got roasted by Alexis, setting up a match that I don't think any of us saw coming. <laughs> but Trish Stratus <laughs> will be facing off against Alexa Bliss <laughs> at Evolution. So, um, clearly this was when that, that graphic was supposed to go up, not, uh, <laughs> not a couple weeks ago, uh, but nice job spoiling the surprise that Trish was coming back to wrestle. Huh. Uh, so what, what do we think about, uh, the returning Trish Stratus as well as obviously, uh, you know, Alexa Bliss facing off against her? Well, she's still in great shape, um, obviously, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. uh, I thought it was really odd how they brought her out just for Elias to remind everybody that she's old. Um, and I mean, to be fair, she's old. I did. I, well, yeah, yeah, I know, but it was just weird to bring her out there and Elias to be like, yeah, I don't date women in their sixties, which was a great line. Um, and also the, the even better line by him was, uh, the women's wrestling pillow fight joke he had was fantastic. Uh, that made me laugh. Um, uh, Alexa coming out, and uh, it was an okay. I mean, Alexa's always great on the mic. It was an okay segment. It, it just seemed like, hey, Eliza's out here. Let's get him interrupted like we always do and throw as many women as we have on the Raw roster out there. And it didn't, I don't really know that this segment and the whole segment, including the match, accomplished much. 
except for to have Natalia wrestle in Canada and win, and to see Trish and Alexa on the screen together. Just to be like, hey, yeah, this match is happening. But that's what they needed to do to an extent. You had to build some some friction between these two. You're in Trish's hometown. You get that hometown pop. Um, you, you sort of start to tell the story that we're telling for the pay-per-view. I thought it made 100% sense. Uh, I loved the way they did it. I thought Elias was phenomenal in the segment. I thought he did a great job. I thought Trish held her own. She clearly looked a little bit nervous on the microphone for the first time in, in a very long time, uh, oh, yeah, which is definitely. understandable. But all, yeah. all in all, I thought this segment was great. I loved it. Boy, has anyone actually looked at Trish Stratus's husband? That dude must have like a 27-inch dong because there's no way that he was able to get this hot of a chick for the way he looks. <laughs> he looks like Vladimir Kozlov. Have you seen Vladimir Kozlov lately? That guy's fucking ripped. Have you he seen looked, Vladimir Kozlov's cock? Mm, can't say I have. <laughs> probably 27 inches. Probably, probably. <laughs> Around. Um... <laughs> so, so we got uh, uh, obviously um, a, a confirmed match for Evolution. We're kind of building up that pay per view. At the same time, you know, we're building up the Hell in a Cell. To me, at this point, it looks like we might have like four Hell in a Cell matches at Hell in a Cell. Um, we already know that uh, Randy Orton is bringing his dick flavored fingers to Hell in a Cell against Jeff Hardy, <laughs> and. <laughs> Uh, and obviously, we—it's looking like um, it's going to be Braun Strowman and Seth, or not Seth Roman, in the in the cell. Um, but on top of that, you know, we we looking at um, Samoa Joe and AJ Styles in the cell, and uh, you know, easily there's a couple other matches that you could you could throw into the cell as well there. So. Uh, looks like three to four Hell in a Cell matches. Normally we have two. How do we feel about having more than just our standard two mat two Hell in a Cell matches? I know it's not on the sheet, but just just curious. Well, now we know where Jeff Hardy's going to actually paralyze himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's just ridiculous that he's going in a Hell in a Cell match. I mean, to, I, has, has that? Go ahead. To to that point, um, there was an interview with Jeff where he said this was the one style of match he wanted to have before he retired that he hadn't had. So I'm, I, this is probably sort of a lifetime achievement, thank you kind of situation from the WWE wow. to Jeff Hardy. Um, uh, but yeah, I definitely envision a swanton off the top of the cage through the announcer's table. Mm. <laughs> God. And that's Yikes. where he's going to have to be helped out on a stretcher. Okay. okay. Good. No, most likely, most likely. Oh God, of he's got a wife and children. Does he? Yes. By <laughs> oh God, um, he's got a stash of coke in the back. He still hasn't done. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, going back to your uh, original question. Um, uh, I mean, the only, the biggest problem I could see with having more Hell in a Cell matches is that. You know, one. I, I, they're probably aiming for what three, four maybe at the most. Right now we've got two announced, but like right. I said, we still have Styles and Joe. That's kind of looking like it's going to be Hell in a Cell. So right. The, yeah, that is. The problem with this shit is we used to have like these life or death feuds that would go, and it had the only way you could resolve it would be Hell in a Cell or a steel cage match. Now it's just like, eh, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I mean, I, I I sort of don't like you, and you know, I, I wiped your face paint off, so 
Yeah, I guess the only thing we can do is go into hell in a cell. See, you pulled out of my ear hole. Now I'm going to wreck your ass. You pulled out of my ear hole. Now I'm going to kick your asshole. See, I'm not, I'm not, that one at least makes a little bit more sense because they have been ramping up the violence with each other. You put your fingers um, in my hole, I'm going to put my yeah. fingers in your holes. The, uh, the, the Strowman, <laughs> Strowman and Reigns is like, we're just going to keep the S.H.I.E.L.D. and the other members of Three Monster Band out of there, uh, I, I guess. But you could also do the same thing with a cage match. Um, or just with like a, a band from a ringside match, and with with Joe and and Styles, I don't think you need to do Hell in a Cell yet. You could easily just be like it's a no DQ match, and be fine with that, or an Extreme Rules match, uh, or a No Holds Barred match. Either any any of those completely different matches would definitely be something that you could do for Styles and, <laughs> and Shamora Joe. Yeah, Joey the Samo- only way. John, Joey I think Samoa it's going to be a Wendy on the AJ pole match. AJ in Hell in a Cell is if. Yeah. As if uh, Joe fucks Wendy. That's the only way. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm I'm fine if they if they strap a harness to Wendy and lift her above the ring and do a ladder match. Put her on <laughs> a forklift. Yeah. Or or as as Jason suggested, a Wendy and a pole match. I'm fine with that too. I mean, or if, throw if the Vince daughter. Russo is booking. That's definitely where we'd be going. Right. Well, oh, you'd absolutely. mostly. No, Vince Rooster was booking you'd have the daughter on a pole. First person to grab the daughter is able to use her as a weapon against the other person. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's it. <laughs> but you know, anything anything goes in WWE. Uh, so let uh, that brings us to our main event of the evening. Uh, as Jason has posed the question here, who was the biggest mistake released by WWE? Now, of course, there have been. A lot of people released by WWE. There have been a lot of people that have just been allowed to to leave after their contracts over. Um, but I want to start this one off with Jeff Gene Snitsky. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking mic drop done. Good, Enough good sense. answer. <laughs> uh, I mean, can we? Uh, I mean, I guess he technically asked for his release, but can Cody Rhodes? Like that yeah. counts as a release, right? Right. Yeah, because they could have well, not. Traded. It depends it, on if he comes back, right? Because if he comes well, back, that's a whole different story. Well, as 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 somebody who's listened to past episodes, I'm sure you know that Jason has the conspiracy theory that Cody Rhodes is still under contract with WWE <laughs> and is and right. has stopped being under contract. So that's why he's he's not going to take that answer seriously in the slightest. Then Gene Sinesky, obviously. <laughs> how, how could I go wrong with that? <laughs> um, what about John Morrison? That's a pretty big one, right? Yeah. Because he's, yeah. he's pretty big now. He's in like he's in TNA, Johnny, whatever company he's in. He's, he's Johnny he's Mundo on yeah. He's Johnny Mundo in Lucha Underground. He's Johnny, Johnny Impact. Impact. Yeah, in, in Impact Wrestling, he's John Morrison anywhere else. Oh, no, no, he's uh, um, John Hennigan anywhere else he goes. His real name. He was John Morrison. Mm. But this is a guy, obviously, even in WWE, who had thirteen different fucking names. He was Johnny Nitro one week, Johnny Blaze, John Morrison. Oh. I think he. Uh, that's because somebody yeah. smartened up Vince to what John Blaze actually meant. Yeah. <laughs> the week after they did it, sort of like the submission sorority. Yeah. Which I still, I still think you should, you could have got away with that. Not if people googled it. True. Well, and people are going to Google it. Uh, so yeah, so uh, John Hennigan go has has in his time Johnny gone by. Analog. 
John Hannigan, John Morrison, Johnny Blaze, Johnny Impact, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Nitro, Johnny Onyx, Johnny Spade, and Johnny Superstar. Johnny Analog. And Johnny Analog, apparently. Um, I'll, 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 I'll hand that one to you, yeah. Um, it's, it's so hard to kind of answer this question, though, because so many people that they have released have come back to the company. Um, and some of the other ones, when they released them, they were nothing at the time. You know, you could look at guys like AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, Kazarian, uh, Kenny Omega, and be like, oh, they should never get rid of them. Yeah, but at the time, they sucked. And that's why they got rid of them. It just was when they went on the indies that they got better. I mean, even Drew McIntyre was a guy who fucking sucked. And releasing him actually helped his career kind of thing. Right. Um, so I don't think I, Drew sucked. I think Drew was just booked poorly. I mean, when he was the yeah. chosen one, he was he was great. Um, yeah. You know what? The, the correct answer to this question, as far as I'm concerned, has actually already been given. Um, but allow me to reiterate it and, and give my take as to why. Um, all joking aside, the correct answer, as far as I'm concerned to this question, is Cody Rhodes. Um, reason being... Everyone knew Bullet Club. I shouldn't say everybody. It was, it was a very well-known brand. Um, people were the people who were smart marks, who were real fans, who were in New Japan. They knew the Bucks. They sort of knew Kenny Omega. Um, when Cody Rhodes joined Bullet Club, the profile of that group increased tenfold. And I say this to you without a doubt, uh, without an, a, a morsel of doubt in my mind. All in is not happening if WWE does not release Cody Rhodes. I don't think the Bullet Club gets big enough. Ergo, the Bucks get big enough. Ergo, Kenny Omega gets big enough. The the Kenny Omega Cody Rhodes story is what got Co- Kenny Omega so over in the first place. The conflict between them as leaders of the Bullet Club. The, the stories that they've told on their Being the Elite channel have driven Ring of Honor pay-per-view sales. They've driven all-in ticket sales. They're, they're, I mean, when you think of the enormity of what all-in actually is and the scale it's on, we're talking about a show that's on terrestrial pay-per-view. It's on network television. It's on Ring of Honor streaming service. It's going to be on New Japan streaming service. It's going to be on Fight TV. This is the pro- this is the hottest property in wrestling. Everybody wants a piece of it, and that, in my opinion, does not happen if Cody Rhodes is not released by WWE. He turned, and and we're talking about a brand in Bullet Club that's had AJ Styles, that's had uh, Finn Balor as, as its head figureheads. Neither one of those guys took it to the level, at least in this country, of national recognition that Cody Rhodes' involvement did. And that, to me, makes this answer very, very simple. The Ring of Honor, All In, those things are actually hurting WWE's business. And none of that happens if Cody Rhodes is not released. And that's why that's the right answer. So I would posit to you, that's the right answer for modern-day WWE. But for me, the biggest mistake they ever did was letting Hulk Hogan leave. And letting him go to WCW and propel that company to overtake WWE as the number one one company in in the world at that time, and cost them a lot of money and kept and and made it so they had to do a lot of different things. Okay, can I rebuff that? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, WCW did not overtake WWE when Hogan went to WCW. 
Okay. It wasn't until Hogan turned heel that they overtook them. Babyface Hogan was running around WCW for for at least two years before the NWO, and they were not beating WWE. Yeah, but what but actually Hulk, Hulk Hogan can't, but he can't turn heel in WCW if WWE still had him under contract. But he refused to turn heel at that point for a very long time. I imagine Vince and him had that talk at some point. He said, you know. Uh, I'm not sure about that one, brother, or whatever it is that he says when he doesn't want to fucking do something. Um, but the point is, the stale, baby face, you know, white bread, fucking take your prayers, eat your vitamins, Hulk Hogan, wasn't working in WWF, and it didn't work in WCW. You had the lawsuit, the, the, the steroid trial, you had a whole bunch of reasons why that release made sense. And it did not have the immediate impact. Cody Rhodes has had immediate, definite, measurable impact right off the bat almost, almost exclusively since he left. You could also make the case, if you wanted to throw another name into this mix, that the debut on impact of Kurt Angle made that company a very viable number two when he left WWE and was released. Uh, ultimately leading to them attempting to overtake Raw on Monday nights. They failed, but they got big enough that that was a legitimate thing they could try to do. And I don't think that happens without Kurt Angle. So I, I think those are two two very easy choices. Yeah. I think the, the thing with Kurt is is that <clears throat> um, WB doesn't, didn't have a choice in getting rid of Kurt. Kurt's drug problem made it so they had to get rid of him. Just like Jeff Hardy, just like guys before that. No, Cody I mean, Rhodes was just plenty of guys to, to rehab while keeping them under contract. Yeah, but it it seemed like the issues there it was was the reason for their release. Whereas Cody Rhodes was just like, I'm unhappy because you guys can't figure out how to book me, you know. And I think that's why why Cody gets gets the nod over Kurt on that one because they had the ability. They were they were fans fucking wanting Cody Rhodes to be a main eventer for Very a true. long time. Very true. Yeah. Whereas, like I said, with with a guy like Kurt, with a guy like Jeff Hardy, guys, the guys that got you know released from Rob Van Dam as well, it just seemed like there were there were issues going on there that caused them to be released and allowed them to go and sign for the things. Whereas with Cody, it was WWE's own fault that that they they eventually came to that point where right. you know same thing with Neville. If Neville could go out and become super fucking big on the Indies as well, right? And that's probably, sort of what prompted this question is yeah. the Neville thing from this week, yeah. He probably won't be as big as Cody Rhodes because obviously Rhodes has that lineage, and Neville is is not going to be able to use the name Neville on the Indies. Well, and Rhodes also a has name. a very likable persona on TV. Yeah. Like, you watch him on Being the Elite; he's very charismatic. He's a good actor. Like he has, and he has obviously the rugged good looks that everybody wants. Like he has all the tools to be a success in modern day wrestling. He's not the he's not Kenny Omega in the ring in terms of work rate in the ring, but he's so good at everything else, and he's good enough as an in ring performer that he's able to get super over with that. Plus, he's got a hot wife. Plus, I mean, he came up with the fucking Bernard the Business Bear thing that's gotten so fucking over it's unreal. Um, I, I mean, can anyone legit make a case against Cody Rhodes as the answer to this question? I do. Okay, go for it. <laughs> that number one. Didn't you suggest this release. as the answer first? So. <laughs> yeah, but I thought of one better. Okay. Thought of one better. Okay. Was the release 
of Brad Maddox after he released all over the women's title. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Now you're in yep. Troy's wheelhouse. There you go. Yep. yep. There you go. For JBL, I was thinking about that one while you guys were going off. I was like, don't fuck it up when you say it. For JBL, <laughs> yeah, just, it was the release of the nude Caitlyn photos. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make, sh- make sure. Heidenreich's always a good one. Yeah. Make sure to go to uh, check in on that same episode where we talk about uh, Jan Ross dying because the, I think I talk about Paige's sex tape during that one, too. So make make sure to, to take, <laughs> take special care in listening to my uh, review of the sex tape. <laughs> Episode Sorry. 286 for anybody listening. Yeah. Yes, go. rundown episode 286. Uh, not my finest moment. Uh, but it's sort of like a car. I mean, it's. Jesus Christ. It's it's been over a year, mind you. It's been over a year, and this is still something that gets brought up every couple of weeks on the rundown. Uh, I guess I guess it's my uh, my watershed moment, if you will. There you go. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and veer away from that topic and go right into the independent dates. Starting with Saturday, September 1st. That is this coming Saturday, uh, because you're going to have nothing else to do at that point in time. Head on out to Atlantic Pro Wrestling as they present the Road to Royalty Tournament semifinals and finals, which means, of course, that Adam and Jason are not going to be all in. But they might be balls deep on this one, as bell time is 6.30, Reserve front row seating is $15. Advanced general mission is $10. $12 at the door. So make sure to get your tickets because, like I said, it's this Saturday. Go to Atlantic yeah, I, I hear the uh, the bulge in the pants of the commissioner is worth the price of admission alone. There you go. Yep, that's right. Uh, he's got that BDE, and he's going to be, uh, be presenting the APW Heavyweight Championship match as Dynamite Daddy Miles, who is the champion. He should be listed first in this, by the way, Adam. Uh, takes on the biggest of them all, Benny Jux. We have the Road to Royalty Tournament semifinals as the uh, the four finalists, Stiff Mike, the Margarisi, Mass Appeal, Travis Gillette, Gillette. and Bitter Buddy, whatever. Spell it right then. And That's Bitter how Buddy it's spelled. Go on. <laughs> it's with a G. Uh, try to is figure it out. Stiff Mike because he wrestles with a heart on all the time, or is he just <laughs> stiff? Like he's stiff with his strikes. Uh, you'll have to come out September 1st to APW and find hey. out. Yep, there you go. That's what we call a hard sell. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I going to say, I'm hoping it's a hard on. People in front row can get their eye poked out. Speaking of I a giant you're giving him a lot more credit than uh, he deserves. But in any event. <laughs> in any event. Perfect Dan Terrier puts his APW New England Championship on the line against the selfie-made man Vern Michaelo and Robo the Punjabi Lion. And another Who match you will Belt. see in WWE someday, I guarantee you. Well, maybe. You guys were talking about it before. Still haven't seen him. The Widow Belmont takes on Vanity Vixen. The Powwow River Cup winner Bugsy Stone takes on the Clipper City Cup winner Fabulous Johnny Vega with the winner receiving the APW New England Championship match as well as a beer cup. The APW Tag Team titles will be on the line when the anti-Americans Sheik Abdullah Hassan and the Canadian legend Matt Loudon defend against the team of Beto Ro Omega, Connor Davies, and Channing Thomas. All this and more September 1st at APW. Check out AtlanticProWrestling.com or Atlantic Pro Wrestling on Facebook for more information. And you can join RCCW for the Great American Legion Bash September 2nd. So why don't the... you trust Jeff to do any of these reads? It's only his second show. I'll, so? I'll let him in on the next time. What, you think next it's going to take three shows before he can fucking read English? 
I don't know. It, 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 Sal's been on 15 shows and he can't read English. That's Sal. If Sal can't read English, <laughs> regardless, it's not like he's going to get better. All right. Hold well, on a second. Next... Hold on. Be- no, 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 bear with me for yeah. a second here. Hold All right. On. All right. On. Let's... All right. All right. Uh... I hope you still have it, have it, oh. <laughs> have it up there, Jeff. Okay. Oh. There we go. Oh, God. Okay. Go ahead. I'll sit back and let you do it. Join RCCW for the Great American Legion Bash, September 2nd at the Onalaska American Legion Post 336 in Onalaska, Wisconsin. Fence starts at 3 p.m. Already announced, the RCCW Heavyweight Championship, Jared Jacks, who is the champion, will take on Derek St. Holmes Esquire, the epitome of Epitome. Oh, God. <laughs> there we go. See, I don't know. Why'd you trust me? Man, see, I fucking the, had uh, your back. Epitome. <laughs> Jesus. I know, and I, I just fucking shoved it right in your face. Jesus. The epitome coded Jacobs and the real McCoy TDX versus WWE alumni Swaggle and Nick Colucci. Also set to appear, City of Lacrosse champion Aesop Mitchell, U-Ram, Devlin Kane, AC Riley, and more. Card subject to change. And I see what you did there. (laughs) (laughs) That's a little mean. (laughs) I I was once told the only way you get better is by practice. (laughs) Liberty States Wrestling returns to the Johnny McCarthy Elementary School on Saturday, September 15th. Already already confirmed, a match for the vacant LSW tag titles as the Main Street Posse, Danger Kid, and Aiden Agro take on the former champions, fabulously unequaled, Johnny Vegas and Todd Sopel. There he is again. Also on the show, Liberty State's heavyweight champion, Vern Vicalo, will issue an open challenge. Also appearing, Setherin, Vanity Vixen, Brett Domino, Dan Terry, and more. Doors open at 6.30, bell times at 7. Tickets are just $10 at the door. Stop. There's more of these? God. Why do you guys read this many? No, no. Don't do that. You'll mess with the guy. You can't you can't copy and paste the one I already read underneath that. <laughs> I didn't copy it directly. I changed it to say Jeff. The best part about that is it would have kept reading. <laughs> I would have just kept going. You know what? I don't fuck with you when you're trying to get one over on Sal Troy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I sit sorry. there and laugh with you and enjoy the chaos. All I right. probably would have read Stiff Mike and be like, wait... <laughs> <laughs> all right let's see nice. I, I agree with that gone way the fuck off the rails thanks jeff yeah yeah i know i can't help it there you go i don't know where i'm even at now uh, i just read liberty states wrestling right oh it looks like it got changed back to to me so yeah all right uh elk Mania promotions returns to the beverly salem's elk elks oh Ah. On Saturday, September 22nd, ah. as three weeks later, we go all in with Aces Wild. This event is a fundraiser for the Children's Miracle Network with support from Extra Life, which unites video game players from around the world to support their local children's hospital. Aces ooh, Wild will host ooh, a double main ooh, event, that's ooh. not a thing, for a professional wrestling action. Insane Dick Lane will defend the All-Star Championship against former TNA and Impact Wrestling star Robbie E. Derek Simonetti will defend the Bay State Championship against the 2018 North Shore Rumble winner, The Brute, Kevin Giles, with Mr. Chad Epic. The Alley Cat, Delilah Hayden, will take on the Suplex Sweetheart, Isana. The New England Tag Team Champions, the Middlesex Express, the Ace Mike Montero, and more are scheduled to appear on in Beverly on 9-22. 
Tickets are reserved front row, $15, available at squareup.com <laughs> slash store slash alchemania-promotions. If you wouldn't have had... Yeah, I, I would have let him try to, to read it. Advanced general mission is $10. General mission at the door is <laughs> $12. $10 advanced general mission tickets are on sale at Silver Moon Comics and Collectibles in Salem, Massachusetts, and Paper Asylum in Beverly, Massachusetts. Uh, a couple and quick don't notes. forget the huge asshole Todd Sopel may be in attendance. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Fuck you, Todd Sobel. Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, I don't even know who Todd Sobel is, but his name is shit. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding now. As we wrap up the indie dates, allow me to say uh, this past weekend I got to do, for the third year in a row, uh, the independent wrestling show at Fenway Park. Uh, super cool. want to thank Bo Douglas, my, my friend, uh, and Dante Luna for hooking it up to make that happen, make that possible. Uh, and very cool moment. Uh, you just mentioned Derek Simonetti. Uh, after the show came up to me and said he was really appreciative that I was the one ring announcing his match because when he was a kid, uh, I ring announced a match that he was in, that he was at attendance for sitting front row. Uh, and it was really cool for him to full circle to have me ring announce for him. Uh, which made me very, like, very touched that he remembered that. Uh, and it also made me feel old as fuck. So thank you, Derek Simonetti, for making me feel like an old asshole. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. Yeah, no, it was a it was a really cool moment. I'll joke inside. It was a really cool moment for me. I was actually very touched, um, and I appreciated it quite a bit. So nice. And it had nothing to do with Todd Sobel. Okay, well that's (laughs) because he's an asshole. (laughs) All right. He's also Adam's friend. So, well, Adam has bad choices. I'm sure he's a wonderful man. It's just become an ongoing joke. It's just it's just become a joke. I was drunk one night, called him a piece of shit, and it just kind of snowballed <laughs> from there. It happens. Look, things happen when when me and alcohol get involved. So I always wondered how to spell his last name, and now that I see it, I hate him even more because <laughs> it's because it's because it's incorrectly spelled. <laughs> I mean, don't don't take don't take too harsh of effect on Jared Jacks over there. Um, all right, so that does it for the rundown for this Thursday, August 30th, 2018. has been 35 seconds since I googled Jean Smart nude and found some pretty decent pics of her when she was younger. Did you crack it? Uh, I'm about to. <laughs> Head on over to, to so you Twitter. So Jean Smart, see? Fucking yeah. 100%. I mean, if you, if, go ahead and Google Jean Smart nude. Uh, don't, don't be distracted by the other like pictures that that pop up there is one of her when she was younger and crank it to that she's got some nice titties head on over to twitter do not google follow- blue waffle though yeah don't don't do that uh don't don't be like jason's son google blue, google blue waffle <laughs> he only did that because you told him to well don't listen to me luckily <laughs> safe search was on on his computer that's right so oh. he just got a weird package of of uh, of eggo waffles yes <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Podcast. And a picture of Todd Sopel for some reason. I don't know. Weirdest thing ever. <laughs> Smash that like button on Facebook.com slash Rundown Wrestling. Email the show by rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail at 617-863-6967 at 61rundown7. I'm really hoping that one of these days Sal returns to our, our voicemail. Uh, head on over to the what bathroom. What happened to Tommy? Did Tommy die too? Yeah, probably. Um, Sal, you can go into one of the bathrooms. Don't worry, there's no transgender people in there. And just leave us a voicemail on your break, uh, because I know that you're working late uh, stocking 
the shelves. We're on Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash rundownwrestling to become a I patron. I think he's actually looking for Cards Against Humanity packs for Adam. I, don't, I think that's his full-time job now. Uh, for $5 a month, you can get absolutely no episodes of The Rundown on your feed. Uh, for $10 a month, you get the same thing, nothing. Uh, but you also get the opportunity to, to host on The Rundown shows. Uh, not sure that we should actually keep that because all you got to do is ask and I let you on the show. Just ask Jeff. But it's still there in case. In no, case no, you no. You have it. to go to Takeover Brooklyn for that. That's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, also, all patrons mildly receive. Mildly entertaining. There you go. Uh, also, eventually, you all have patrons. very strong receive... opinions about Todd Sopel. There you go. Yes. You fucking asshole. That's all right. <laughs> all patrons will receive early access to our shows whenever they come back on the rundown feed. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to our friends, the Kingpin, Brian Malotis, on Mike Kraken, the wrestling podcast about nothing, with new podcasts every Monday. Go to Facebook.com uh, slash ZWPAN or ZWPAN.com. And in other news, shout out to uh, Brian Malonis, who last week had his 45-year run as UFO heavyweight champion come to an end. Oh, shit. He finally lost that title to the masshole Mike McCarthy. So shouts to masshole and, you know, excellent congratulations on an excellent run for the Kingpin. Yeah, that belt was so old, it still has fossilized jizz on it. All no, right. no, no, Brad Maddox never <laughs> held it. Oh. Uh, well, well, Brad Maddox never held the Divas Championship either. It doesn't mean he didn't come on it. Well, he held it, just up to her no, chin. No, Paige held it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he held <laughs> up her. Up to her face. <laughs> uh, check out our friend Justin Michaels on his show, Yes, and Waltz, on Tough TV. Go to toughtv.com to stream it live. Stay tuned to the Rundown Wrestling Podcast to hear Does the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. Does Justin Michaels promote our show on his show? Um, I mean, I'm well, friends with him on Facebook. I suppose I could ask him, but you could probably ask him. Um, I guess we you would you just kind of out of the fact you don't watch his show that we promote every week. I no, I'm out because I've never seen it, it. the the ad that you mentioned. You just said you don't watch the guy's show. I that never we said that. You said that. You implied. You I said, it, does he? Because because you do not know if on the show, Yesterland Waltz, he mentions our no, show. It was rhetorical. Meaning you have not watched Yesterland Waltz. I don't think so. Like, I, I know the wrestling podcast about nothing plugs us every week. Good on them. Thank you for that. Well, I don't listen to them because they don't talk about me, so... They t- well, they talk uh, about me. Brian Fury was on there, said some very nice things about me. So About you? Yes. They don't talk about the other guy who's on the show. I don't give a fuck about you. I get over on that show. Well, what the fuck, man? You I'm know, on the show, too. Go work fucking indie dates with the Kingpin and Crockett, and, you know, I'm sure they'll fucking remember you. I'm 70,000 miles away from you. <laughs> That's, that, that sounds like a lot of not my fucking problem, okay, yeah. pal? We put, we put all your fucking indie shows from, from Wisconsin on here. Go work for one of them. I'm we sure they like got it. a podcast. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> breaking news. Uh, Cedric, Alexander, Cedric Alexander versus Buddy Murphy at that super show. Oh, nice. I guess that means that Cedric yeah, Alexander... Yeah, should have happened at SummerSlam. Yeah, I guess that means Cedric won't be losing the title to Drew Galloway next week. Spoiler! <laughs> Galloway? <laughs> oh, did I say Galloway? Yep. That's uh. okay. It's okay. You could be wrong sometimes. Stay tuned to the Rundown Wrestling Podcast to continue hearing this show and no other shows. Follow our <laughs> host on Twitter at Jason Stewart. Are you particularly <laughs> bitter this week, Troy? A little bit. 
uh, at Rockstar hey, Troy. Some at- people have to get into podcasting shape, okay? It takes a while. It's true. But you can get into podcasting shape yourself with DDP Podcast Yoga, available now. <laughs> uh, follow up at Podcasting Shape on Twitter. Uh, also follow the other shows uh, at Something to WrestleMania Salvation with at the Nitromania Pod at Put on a Show, and I'll plug your your show. And at, at John Alog, at Money Mother Mayhew, and at Fuck Todd Sopel. <laughs> Thank you <laughs> to everyone for listening. Thank you to Jeff and Jason this week. Oh my god. Thanks, Troy. Yeah, thank you, Troy. Thank you, Jason. Hey, Jeff. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. <laughs> Are we stopping our recording? No, not no, yet. Uh, <laughs> oh god. I'm fucking rookie. Breaking cake. Jesus, for somebody who's listened to every episode, you'd think you'd know how it works by now, Jeff. It's just like 20 minutes of silence. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> it, happens. it happens from time to time. Uh, I panicked. I have a lot of strokes. So <laughs> <laughs> Next week. He pulled up the picture of Gene Smart. Believe me, he's got a lot of strokes going on right now. Oh, it's still on. <laughs> strokes are the picture. Maybe it's fuck, all three. Next week, we have some more shit to talk about. We don't have no. any predictions or recaps next week. It's, it's weird. Yeah. It's strange. Same thing this but, week. Yeah, weird. So yeah. I guess we'll, we'll have another perfect ten. Uh, we might have... Uh, we won't have me. I'll, I won't be on the show next week, but uh, Jason... Uh, and and maybe Jeff will be on the show. Why or maybe... is it the only time I find out news related to this fucking show? It's either on Facebook or on the show, and nobody tells me this shit in advance off air. God damn I... it, you people! Fuck you I told all. You... I told you a week ago I was going to be off this yeah, next week. Yes, I did because you made a joke that I was getting your sex change. <laughs> I, I, I probably made that joke completely unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a joke I would make with no yeah, yeah. yeah. but no I uh, next week it'll be it'll be Jason taking up the hosting duties um, maybe Jeff will be here maybe Adam if he can get some TDP podcast yoga um, I'll maybe probably be here yeah. uh, maybe Sal if if uh, um, you know McDonald's lets him out early that'll make Jeff three about three episodes in a row I'm pretty sure we can hand the show off to him at that point there you go yep <laughs> so yeah I'll get Todd Sobel as my co-host so I can tell him to go fuck himself <laughs> so enjoy the the Jeff Down podcast next week and uh, <laughs> with that um, Jason you got something to say to the fans I guess that means that well unlike Troy I will see you next Thursday bye See fucking come up with something. Empathetic. Fucking do uh, something. Uh, uh, fuck Todd Sobel. There we go. There you go. <laughs> Poor Todd Sobel. Yep. Feel bad now. I don't even know the guy. <laughs> That's okay. Alright. Post trip time. The Rundown Wrestling Podcast was created and subsequently briefed to us because Adam Salzer got out of podcasting shape. Uh, it is produced hold and hosted by Chuck Stewart. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> That was a good read. Come on. <laughs> Breaking news. This show, this show was produced and edited.
by apparently Jeff Mayhew. <laughs> this episode was hosted by me, Troy Bozen, Jason Stewart, and Jeff Mayhew. We are a member of the Questionable Denver Network. Check out all of our other podcasts and shows on questionnetwork.com. And tune in next week for an all-new episode of the Rundown Jeffing Podcast. Now, now you can stop your recording.